Michigan College Football, Bowling with Teenagers, and How to Accomplish Your 2020 Goals and Resolutions, next on Give Me Some Truth. you got to leave your money behind you. Raise your hand to the sky. Welcome back to Give Me Some Truth. It is 2020. It's a new year, a new decade, but some of the same old folks in the booth today. We got myself, Mitch, along with Nate and Jonathan. Good afternoon to you all. We are going to talk about New Year's resolutions, goal setting, what it means to take an annual goal and break it down monthly. But before we get into that, Nate gave me a very kind compliment earlier today about my podcasting skills. Nate told me that I've gotten better over the last couple of years, and I might actually be certified fresh on a Rotten Tomatoes scale. That's what like 58%? I, what does that I, have to be? <laughs> remember, I set it up. We're not going to go into that. I tried but. to be sensitive as to how I set it up, because a lot of times when you say that, then I can give the connotation that, like, oh, you were bad in the beginning, and now you're better. <laughs> but I specifically said that might you were be true in the I, beginning. I, it's just you've gone from like a 7 out of 10 to like a 9 out of 10. That's that's what I thought. So please, listeners, do not go back to the like January 2018 <laughs> podcast intro to Mitch, because that probably was not a shining moment for me. They could do like a compare and contrast, though. They could actually get, you know, what it was then and what well, it is. That's true. There's the, critics, there's the critics analysis for Certified Fresh, and then there's the audience analysis. And that's, that's important to say is, you know, Ooh. right here, we're giving you the Certified Fresh from the critics standpoint that's evaluating and, and just taking a look at you know where the skill development's been yep. but the audience might have thought you were fresh the whole time that's, that's a good a, call johnny so let's point. do this for those that want to participate in this exercise go back and listen to the first uh podcast with mitch where we introduced mitch and then listen obviously to this one that you're listening to now and if you want to you know send us a comment on what you think that would be awesome yeah that'd be very much appreciated and so that's probably january of february of 2018 right yeah yeah Look for it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for joining us, tuning in to a new decade. We're going to talk about goals, like I mentioned. So, for example, a couple of years ago, I could have set out and said, hey, I want to become a better Give Me Some Truth podcaster. What am I going to do to get better? How am I going to break this down into something more manageable? That wasn't an actual goal of mine, but in the spirit of New Year's resolutions, we want to talk about that. So, Jonathan, let's talk about goals. What's something maybe in 2019 that you set out to do? Could you talk about that and then how you might have broken that goal down in order to meet said goal? Well, it's funny because 2019 for me was a year where I wasn't really setting New Year's resolution goals. And I've done this in the past many times. And I find at the end of the year, I keep them written down. I would not have them accomplished. But last year, I didn't necessarily set out to have New Year's resolutions so much as I wanted to not die with having two teenage kids in high school and four kids at home. And I thought, if I make it through 2019 and I'm alive, it's going to be great. But at the same time, I did have some things that I did. Um, For me, one of the goals is I'm not a runner. And, you know, we have this beautiful arboretum across the street from us and and some nice areas around Madison to run. So for me, it was was running, and I was able to complete my first half marathon. So that was, for me, it was more of a, I wanted to accomplish something that I've never done before. And I uh, was able to do that. So, And you did it. I did. I, I somehow survived. I, and was quite sore afterwards, from what I recall. <laughs> I, I was, I, it definitely took a good week for me to feel better uh, about my, uh, my 
physical body, but I felt really good about everything else. I was really proud of that one. So going into 2020, you said 2019, a couple of things. One, you wanted to stay alive with having all these teenage kids and four kids and all that. You accomplished that. Mm-hmm. You accomplished your half marathon. Into 2020 now, are there something personally, professionally? Have you thought about some sort of goal that you're looking to accomplish? Well, I, I have set set out and, and done some this year, some personal and, and you know professional goals. But for me, this year is a big transition year with my son going off to college. And so what I set out as a goal this year was to do one family activity every week. So we've started off this year. Here we are on the seventh day, but we were able to go bowling this weekend. And my kids, you know, they don't, they take this stuff for granted, but they, uh, they loved it. And my, my son, Jake, who um, some people may know, he's got some, some special needs and it was really great for him to get the rack out and to go bowling. So he, he told me how excited he was. We're going to do that once a week this year is my goal. So did the kids like, especially your teenagers, like did they push against the idea initially with like the typical teenage, I don't want to do that. And then when they got there, like had a great time. Well, I think they would have if they both weren't currently grounded at the time for, you know. <laughs> so this is a little bit of a reprieve of for them. Issues of, this... of, of a whole other podcast that we could do. But, they got an uh, extra hour but... out in the yard of prison. Is that what this was? Well, what it was was I, I was able to take the screen time on their phone and drop it down to about 15 minutes total per day. And uh, they, they basically, they, they have to slowly bleed that out, you know, <laughs> 15 <laughs> seconds, 30 seconds at a time before that thing goes away pretty quick. But they, they loved it too. And, and it was, it was great to see everybody coming together as a family. And I think that when you have kids that are, are teenage teenagers or as they're getting older, it's, it's difficult to get everybody together. So for me, that was, that was one of my main ones. I mean, there's some other uh, just kind of personal things about reading and um, exercise that I think a lot of people will do to kind of be healthy and kind of mentally happy. And then we've got some big professional goals about how we want to continue to grow this firm and and uh, and help more people out there. So, but but that one to me that sticks out this year is the uh, is the family time. I love it. I love it. So Nate, you were the inspiration behind not only a recent blog post talking about goals, but also this podcast. So we're some of these things are actually hitting on both in the blog and on this podcast here. So tell us a little bit about where this came from, Nate, and some of the things you've been doing. Yeah, so the idea originally came from a business coach that we started working with last year, um, really talented guy named Kevin Bishop. Um, and he had an interesting way of looking at goals. It's, it, I wouldn't call it like a new way of looking at it. It just was a more of a kind of a clarified way of looking at it. So he fully believes and, and um, um, kind of promotes the idea of annual goals for businesses, for people, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but he he looks at it as, you know, kind of breaking it up into 52 weeks, breaking it up over 12 months, looking at it in a way that's more digestible and more measurable, as well as keep you more accountable than just an annual goal. And where it comes from is if you set an annual goal, and we've all done this, so take like weight loss, for example, let's say you want to lose whatever, 20 pounds uh, this year. Well, first of all, you're not even going to start it until March or April because you have so much time. We're naturally... Uh, procrastinating type individuals. So that's what we'll do. We'll procrastinate the first half of the year away. And then all of a sudden we're jammed in trying to stress out and, and lose that amount of weight in a three, four, five, six month period of time. So his way of just saying, okay, if you want to lose 20 pounds in a year, you need to lose you know, roughly a pound, you know, 1.6, 1.7 pounds 
uh, every month. So start measuring it monthly. So the idea is you still set the annual goal. You, you look at that as the, as the finish line, but you don't then really look at it again throughout the whole year. You're just looking then at the monthly progression and accomplishing those monthly goals. And the other thing I think it does, which is really um, helpful for people, is if you fall off a little bit. So let's say you lose the pound and a half roughly in January, but then you have some stuff going on in February and you don't. Well, you can get back on pace by February, or excuse me, by March. So even if you fall off a little bit, you can get yourself back on pace, whereas on an annual goal, it's, it's way too hard for people to, to even understand where they're at. Take John's example. I mean, he could, he could have tracked where he was on all 13 miles and known where he was if he had a time in mind that he wanted to try to hit, as opposed to just saying, oh, my God, I got eight miles left. I have no idea where I'm at or you know, how I'm going to get there, how I'm going to accomplish the time I want. So, Do, do you think it's important, though, if you have that goal, say you want to lose 20 pounds and you're breaking it down by month? that you make sure like that you lose 27 pounds by November because you're guaranteed to gain seven pounds in December. <laughs> well, because like, I think that that would be for me mentally, I would tell myself I got to lose 27 pounds if I want to hit my 20 pound goal by the end of the year. Sure. So you're building yourself in a little bit of like yeah. holiday love is what you're I, doing. There's there. absolutely I no like way. That. I mean, even if I don't eat around Christmas time, I just gain weight just through <laughs> osmosis. So. Right. And that's so that was the idea behind it for it's obviously resolution time and people are setting out goals for for the year or at least ways they want to try to make themselves better. And so I've, I thought, well, this is an interesting thing that we learned from a business planning and business goal setting standpoint. Maybe this could help people with their personal goals. So that was that was the idea behind it. So I'm going to pitch it back to Mitch. So tell us what you did either last year or what you've got going this year. Uh, by way of an accomplishment or goals and and how potentially breaking it down up into a monthly basis is going to help you get there. For sure. So last year, we actually talked a little bit about this in a podcast with Charlie Wills. So you can reference a past past goal discussion in that podcast. So I'm going to answer your question going forward. So for example, one goal that I have this year in 2020 is to finish my CFP. Also has been mentioned on past podcasts, but that certified financial planner, John holds a CFP, for example, he got his a number of years ago, but I've been studying that for a few years now, and there's six modules that you have to take, right? So it's not like I just show up, take a test, and all of a sudden I'm a CFP. No, this has been going on for a couple of years already, but it's getting close to the point where I'm actually saying this is the year that I want to get it done. So I've got two modules to go. I need to complete those. Ultimately, I need to sit for the test. But how do I break that down, right? I still take it module by module. So module, well, I'm in the fourth right now. So I finished the fourth. I say I need to finish that by end of February. So over, over under, which one do you think, Nate, happens first? Mitch accomplishes the CFP goal or his beloved Michigan Wolverines accomplishes the CFP goal of, of getting into oh, the college football playoffs? Oh God! <laughs> Mitch could take the next ten years to figure to figure out when he's going to take the exam. I'll put it. Still I'll put it this it way: I, I think the CFP won't even exist in its current form for for college football playoff if Michigan gets back. Michigan might have a chance if they expand it to sixteen teams. So in its current format, team NCAA tournament. In its current format, I will definitely be getting. My version of the CFP done before not, Michigan's version of the CFP. Yeah, they're not even going to benefit from paying college uh, football players and whatnot from the new rulings that uh, we've has seen come out lately because they already do. So the Michigan. I, I thought that was basketball. We were oh, paying basketball. Oh, it was basketball. Players. I thought it was. Way I thought different. it was football too. Totally different. Totally different. <laughs> and then we actually 
went and rehired a coach from that era of paying players. Well, I got to tell you, that's a, that's a lofty goal that you have set for yourself this year, though. But I, I know what it takes to do it, and I've seen you diligent work, diligently working at it. So I'm sure that it's one that you can accomplish this year. So, all right, hold on. So you, you yeah. have how many modules left? So I have to finish four, which I'm, I mean, that'll be done in the next couple of weeks, probably. Okay. So February. We'll so you got that then. set for that module. Yep. And then we'll, we'll call it a quarter for the next two modules. So a calendar quarter. So th- the next three months, then, you know, March, April, May. So then by June time frame, time frame, hopefully I have the next one done. And then I'll be in the last module. And then by then, you know, got six months to go. So you do have it mapped out over this next 12 months, if you will, yeah. as a way to be able to do it. And I think that that's the... And not only monthly, right? Going off of the Bishop recommendation. Right. So I, I do it monthly, but that does break down to, to really weekly and, and almost daily. Now, being a, a father of a two-year-old and soon to be another one, like sometimes that throws a wrench in the daily schedule, you know, depending on when my daughter wakes up. But there's a certain amount of time in the morning that I want to devote to studying. And that goes to weeks, to the month, to the annual goal. Well, and I think that's an important um, clarification, though. We're not suggesting that breaking an annual goal down to monthly should therefore then get broken down to weekly, daily, hourly, and then held tight to that schedule, because I think that's where people can, can get sideways. And Mitch brings up a good example, you know, kids at home or whatever, vacations that come up, things like that. So, Or the last two weeks of December, ask me how many hours I studied. Uh, right, exactly, right? Zero. I mean, <laughs> but but if you if you had it down too narrow, then you start beating yourself up for, I didn't do what I was supposed to do today, I didn't do what I was supposed to do this week. That's why I like the idea of a, of a monthly scoreboard and not a daily or a weekly, because you've got enough flexibility within the month then to be able to figure out how to get it done. Whereas you're not beating yourself up if every day you don't get done where you're supposed to, or if one week goes by and you don't get done where you're supposed to. Well, think of our clients, right? Our clients that see their blue leaf email come in and they've got a red arrow or a green, or yeah, red arrow or a green arrow that says your accounts are up, your accounts are down. That's something where it comes weekly, right? It's it's in the spirit of transparency. A lot of people like it, but don't be pulling your hair out over one week when we're talking about, let's say, let's just, throw an example, a retirement goal of 20 years from now, right? right? You still got a goal. There's an end game and we, we do our strategy sessions and we break it down right into to actionable items. But that one week email, it's not going to make or break that 20 year goal. Right. And that's, so that's almost more of an annual where we look at it, try to measure where we were for the year. And like you said, it's not a matter of turn a blind eye to it until December 31st. But at the same time, it's also understanding that um, you know, information is, is just information. It's not necessarily a, a, um, uh, you know, determining factor of, of where we're going to be by the end of the year. If we simply look at it over a period of time, and so I think that makes a lot of sense. So John, could you talk a little bit more than about some of the, the firm goals, right? And how we even review that as a team, breaking down some of the goals that we have for this firm? Well, one of the things that we want to be able to do is to expand the people that we can help. And so we are currently uh, looking for opportunities where we can grow not only with clients who trust us with their financial planning and wealth management, but also potentially looking for somebody else um, or people that want to come on and be a part of what we're growing here. So we we have made this year as an important uh, year for us for firm growth and with everybody pulling in the same direction, I think that we'll be able to, to achieve some of those goals. I think it's a good point. It's, it's, it's based on, we have to measure things like revenue growth and, and things like that because we're a business and that's what you have to do if you're going to be a responsible business. But personal personnel growth, I should say, 
Um, and that's a good point that John brings up is something we put a lot of value on and it's not measured the same way as say revenue growth, but at the same time, it is a goal of ours to, to get bigger. However, and this is another, uh, Bishop, I don't know if he coined it or, or if it's just something he uses a lot, but his idea is it's not about how big you can get, but it's how small you can stay. And I think we take that to heart. We're not trying to be the, the advisory firm with 50 advisors, but at the same time, John brings up a good point. We do understand capacity and we never want our clients to feel like uh, they're not able to get what they need to when they need to get it. And so therefore we're always keeping an eye on, you know, is this the time to bring in another person so that we have more capacity to serve the, the clients that we have? So, Well, thank you everybody for joining us on this episode of Give Me Some Truth. We mentioned the word goals probably 60 plus times, I would guess. And we do that for a reason, right? Because we're a goals-based oriented firm, not only for our firm, but for our clients, right? All of our clients have some sort of financial goal in mind. And our process, we take everyone through the, the process, right? Starts with goals, try to figure out where you're at, what are the steps and some of the items that we can take to help you get in a better situation, hopefully to accomplish those goals, right? So we're doing that with our clients. We're doing that as a firm. We're we're using some of the things that have been taught to us from the form of a business coach in order to help better identify those goals and also have a game plan on how to actually accomplish them. So goals is super, super important for us. We all live it. We breathe it in our personal lives, professional lives, and we just really appreciate you guys tuning in. If you have any thoughts, as always, feel free to send us a note, give us a phone call. We will see you again at the next episode of Give Me Some Truth. Advisory services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, Mitch DeWitt, and Keith Ponywaz are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Guests on the podcast are not registered, and their participation in the podcast are limited to unregistered activities and will not provide any advice that is investment-related, nor should any comments that guests make be construed as giving investment advice. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Walkner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see walknercondon.com for additional disclosures.